0: This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. Welcome everybody to another episode of Twisted News, where we get you up to speed on the strangest true crime stories that are currently happening all around the world. Today, we have two very interesting updates on some famous cold case files I know you're going to find interesting. First up, the crocodile tears that were all caught on news cameras when a father's son disappeared. And then, a crazy development in the famous Colonial Parkway murders, where the killer has finally been identified. Get ready for Scary Mysteries, Twisted News. Number one, Justin Lee Turner. And down in South Carolina, in 1989, a morbid situation transpired that was all caught on camera. Television news crews descended upon the property of the Turner family that March to help broadcast and get the word out about a young boy who was missing five-year-old Justin Lee Turner. The camera's unblinking eye focused on the child's father, Victor, a man who was caught in the vortex of a parent's worst nightmare. He joined police, relatives, and other community members as they scoured his property, looking for any sign of the boy. The search, punctuated by a palpable tension, eventually led Victor to a small camping trailer nestled inconspicuously on his land and viewers watched with bated breath as he stepped inside, only to emerge moments later with the horrifying statement, my son's in there, somebody's hurt him. The archived footage from WCBD News captured a poignant image of a father in despair, sitting on his porch, face buried in his hands as he seemingly was overwhelmed by grief over the death of his son. And this image would linger in the public consciousness, and was a moment that seemed too personal to have ever even been caught on camera in the first place. However, this narrative of a distraught and sobbing father mourning his son was destined to be challenged. Fast forward to 2021, and the case that had long been consigned to cold case files was reopened by investigators harboring suspicions. The subsequent arrest of Victor Lee Turner and Megan R. Turner, Justin's stepmother in Cross Hill, for the murder of Justin, sent shockwaves through the community. The investigation took a sharp turn as details emerged. Justin's parents had reported him missing on March 3rd, claiming he hadn't returned from school. But that veil of deceit began to lift as witnesses contradicted their story, asserting that Justin never boarded the school bus that day and was marked absent from his classes. Sheriff S. Duane Lewis told reporters, he never got on the bus, and he never arrived at school. That's because he had been murdered, and he'd been murdered by his stepmother and his father and left in a camper behind their house. The method of the young boy's demise was as tragic as it was shocking. Justin, it was revealed, had been choked. Sheriff Lewis, in his statement, couldn't hide his dismay at the brutal nature of the crime, saying, I can't think of a more tragic, horrendous murder. Advancements in forensic technology, which were not available back in 89, played a pivotal role in reopening the case. Microscopic fibers found on Justin's shirt were matched to a ligature discovered at the Turner residence. Further investigation brought to light several red flags, including Victor's failure to check on his son's well-being after entering the camper, which was all caught on tape. He didn't rush to his aid, it was almost like he already knew what had happened, and that's because he did. His explanation for this to investigators was cold and detached, saying, He looked dead. I did not touch him. The story took a darker turn as it was revealed that after Justin's death, His father and stepmother moved away and never once inquired about the progress of the investigation, which took more than three decades to solve. And Sheriff Lewis's rhetorical question, what does that tell you, echoed the sentiments of a community betrayed by a facade of grief. And now, recently, 69-year-old Victor and 63-year-old Megan were arrested at their home in the town of Cross Hill in Lawrence County, South Carolina, where the boy was killed. They are now being held as the prosecution builds its case, and finally, justice for Justin will be handed down soon. Number 2. Colonial Parkway Killer Caught The late 1980s down in Virginia were marked by a series of gruesome double murders which would go on to become known as the Colonial Parkway Murders. The peaceful backdrop of these tragedies contradicted the horror that had unfolded. Among the victims were David Lee Knobling, who was 20 years old, and Robin Margaret Edwards, who was 14. Their lives cut short in the Isle of White County around September 19th of 1987. The discovery of Knobling's truck abandoned with the keys still in the ignition, and the radio playing at the ragged island wildlife management area signaled the start of a mystery that would haunt the community for years. Days later, the family's worst fears were confirmed when the bodies of Nobling and Edwards were found in the woods nearby. The brutality of the crimes was evident, both had been shot, and Edwards had suffered the additional horror of an assault. The state police, left grappling with few leads, feared that a predator was at large. Because just 11 months prior, a similar case had happened, only this had been two women, Rebecca Dowski and Kathy Thomas, who had been removed from their car and found nearby in the woods. In total, there were eight victims, and each time it was a couple, and these went on between 1986 and 1989 on the 22-mile stretch of the Colonial Parkway. The killer was never caught, and it was always speculated that perhaps there were more victims. For years, these cases remained cold, but recently, the breakthrough came unexpectedly, years after the crimes had faded from the headlines. DNA analysis, a beacon of hope, in cold case investigations finally pointed to a suspect, Alan Wade Wilmer Sr. If he were alive, Wilmer, Fisherman, and Hunter would stand charged for the murders of Knobling and Edwards as his link to the victims was undeniable, a genetic match to the evidence found at the crime scene. Another case which has never been tied to the Colonial Parkway killings but has been linked to Wilmer was the murder of 29-year-old Teresa Howell in 1989. Howell, last seen alive outside a Hampton nightclub, was found later on the same day she went missing and she too had been assaulted and her life taken via strangulation. Now Howell's body was found at a construction site, about 11 miles from where Nobling and Edwards were found nearly two years before. This revelation is bittersweet, though. While we have answers to two cold cases, Wilmer died in 2017, taking with him the answers to countless questions. The revelation of Wilmer's guilt brought a mixture of closure and frustration. On one hand, a name had been given to the faceless monster, on the other, many questions remained. Authorities, including Brian Duggan of the FBI's Norfolk Field Office, urged anyone with information about Wilmer to come forward. And could Wilmer be the actual colonial parkway killer? It would certainly make a lot of sense, and so... While the investigation continues, the authorities are asking for the public's help as well. Wilmer was never known as a criminal and so his DNA was not in any law enforcement databases. While the authorities are tight-lipped on how they honed in on him as the suspect in these cases, they did obtain his DNA and made the match. Known by the nickname Pokey, Wilmer owned a blue 1966 Dodge Fargo pickup truck a vehicle that blended into the everyday life in Virginia. His small 1976 wooden commercial fishing boat, the Denny Wade and his business, Better Tree Service, painted the picture of an ordinary life. But beneath this veneer of normalcy lurked a dark truth. This man was a killer, and how many victims he had will be revealed in time. If you have any information about Wilmer, you're urged to contact authorities as they have several questions that perhaps you could help answer. So there were two strange cold case updates that we have for you guys today. I'm Andrew, I want to thank you for tuning in. If you like this and want more exclusive and even darker content from us, we got our Patreon, and plus there's an entire library you get access to over there. Thanks again for all the support and for stopping by today. I'll see you guys soon.